You are listening to the God Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Hello and welcome to A God Focused Life. I am so thankful that you are tuning in. Today's episode is number 12 and it is entitled, The People You Hang Around Make You or Break You. You know, God created us to need other people and he created us to be needed by other people. God has something amazing in store for you and he wants to do great works through you, but we need to be connected with the right people. There are consequences depending on who we hang around, what we choose to do or not to do. And when we are around other people, we can make better choices and live a better life Or if we're around the wrong people, we make wrong choices and it spirals our life downward. You know, there is a saying that says we are the average of the five people we hang around the most. And I just know that to be true. I've seen my life in my teens, in my 20s, in my 30s. I'm now in my 40s. And I've seen just the different uh, directions that my life would go in based on who I was hanging around, who I was being influenced by. And I want to spend some time today to talk about um, someone in the Old Testament. His name is David. I'm pretty sure you've probably heard of him. But his influence that he had on other people, but also um, the influence other people had on him. It's absolutely amazing. We can see his strength in the Old Testament where he's just a young boy and he spent, it's obvious that he spent a lot of time uh, getting to know the Lord and understanding who God was because when he was put in a situation on the battlefield, like he's going to bring food to his brothers. He wasn't even a warrior at the time. He's going to bring food to his brothers and he hears the nonsense that's coming from the enemy army, from the Philistines. And because of his faith in the Lord, his God, he just starts speaking out and saying, really, what are they saying about the Lord, our God? Our God is strong and he is mighty and he can defeat them. David did not have strength or did not have faith in his own strength. He had faith in the Lord, his God, and he begged the king, let me out there, put me Put me in the field and let me go against this one giant, Goliath. Let me go against him. And again, David was not going in his own strength. It was in the strength of the Lord. His faith um, was, was high because he had spent time with the Lord. So all of Israel benefited from David's faith. Now, later on, we see a time when David is benefiting. Uh, one time we see it because he had a friend named Jonathan and Jonathan was the son of King Saul. Now, um, David had already been prophesied over that he was going to become the next king, but by birthright and birth order, Jonathan would have every reason to believe that he would become next king, but Jonathan believed what the Lord said. And Jonathan was a friend to David and Jonathan even put his own life at risk for David because Jonathan knew that David was going to be the next king. He even um, uh, helped David escape 
King Saul, and that was his own dad. He helped David escape. He loved David and David loved him. And David was protected because of this friendship. It was a right and good friendship. Later on, we see David, he goes to a cave and the the word says that God brought mighty men around David. Now, I want to talk about these mighty men because I just want to ask you, I'm asking myself, do I have these mighty men and women in my life that will stand strong and stand firm on God's word to defeat the enemy? Now, we see in the Old Testament where they are literally going battle, you know, to battle with flesh and blood against the enemy armies who are not God, God honoring, uh, nations. And God told them to annihilate the evil in the land because once that evil starts mixing in with the Israelites, it's just going to make the Israelites weaker. They're going to face consequences. And so God had them defeat the enemy so that, um, that God's people could reign victorious. So, um, in this time, I'm, I'm there, I'm going to murder these names. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you this right up. I, I may not pronounce them correctly, but David had some mighty men in his life. And I just want to talk about how strong they were and their bravery. One, his name was <sighs> Joshab Bashabeth. <laughs> okay. But that was one of his mighty men. And it says that he killed eight hundred men in one encounter with a spear. That's amazing. 800 men. There's another man named Eleazar and he stood with David when they, uh, when they, um, were being taunted by the Philistines. The men of Israel actually retreated, but Eleazar, he stood his ground and he struck down the Philistines until his hand froze to the sword. I mean, do you have anybody in your life that will fight for you until their hand freezes to the sword? Like they are so dedicated and they love you so much that they will fight and fight and pray for you and battle for you and war for you um, because they love you that much. Eleazar stood until his hand froze and the troops returned to Eleazar. Like when the Israelites came back, And they only came to strip the dead. (laughs) The Israelites didn't even have to kill anybody. They just came to get the loot. (laughs) They just came to get the goods because Eleazar fought so hard. Um, There's another man named uh, Shema. Israel fled from the Philistines, but Shema took his stand in the middle of a field. Now, I don't know about you, but if there's wartime, I don't know that I want to go stand in the middle of a field. But he did, and he defended it, and God brought victory. There was one time when David was thirsty, and he said, Oh, if only someone would go to Bethlehem and get me a drink of water from the well in Bethlehem. And there were three mighty men who went out and put their life at stake to go get water for David. And when they brought the water back to David, David was like, oh, wow. He actually gave that water as a drink offering. He poured it out into the Lord and he was like, far be it from me. These three men went and risked their lives to bring me water. I, I, he didn't even, he didn't even drink it. Uh, he poured it out as an offering unto the Lord because he was so honored and so touched and so grateful for how much these men loved him. There was another man, Abishai. Uh, again, I'm, I'm sure I'm 
I'm murdering these names, but he raised a spear against 300 men. And then later, um, he was famous and he actually became the commander of those three men who, uh, uh, went to get the water for David. So he not only killed, he, you know, went against with a spear, he killed 300 men and he was raised to command, um, for these three men. And I'm sure there were more. There was another man, uh, Beniah. And if you've ever read Mark Batterson's book in a pit with a lion on a snowy day, wow, it's such a good book. And it says Beniah struck down two of Moab's best men. Okay. So going against the best, he also struck down a huge Egyptian and he literally, he has a club in his hand, but the Egyptian has a spear and he just takes the spear out of the huge Egyptian's hand and kills him with that, with the spear. <laughs> he was fearless. And then it says that Beniah had a, um, he went into a pit with a lion. He was so angry with this lion and he goes in that pit with him and he kills the lion. What bravery. Now, I just want to ask you, do you have mighty warriors in your life that love the Lord, that hold on to the word, that know the word, that pray, that worship? Because God says a couple of things. He says that our war is not against flesh and blood, but it is against principalities and the authorities and the rulers of the air, which means the demonic force that's that's here. If we could have eyes to see in the spiritual realm, we would see a vast army of darkness. And we need to know this word. We need to know the Bible and we need to have friends that know it right along with us. We might be talented and know something in this part of the word, but we need other friends that know something in that part of the word. Or maybe there's experiences that we've gone through or haven't gone through that uh, we can either be the light or we need somebody else to be the light in our lives. So for example, um, I'm a married woman and I need to be around other victorious married women that can tell me that might be a further along and victorious in different areas so that I can learn and glean from them. I know that when I was single, I needed mentors to tell me who I needed to date. And I unfortunately faced a lot of bad consequences because I was hanging around the wrong people and dating the wrong guys. And it got me into a heap of trouble. But when I found the right people and the right mentors and started praying and seeking godly wisdom, God honored those prayers and got me to the right people with friendships and the right man. That's just perfect for me. And God told me, this is my gift to you. Um, I try to train up my children in who they hang around with friendships. Even when they were smaller, there were some friends that they just weren't allowed to hang around because when they would come home, they were acting like these other friends. And unfortunately, my kids were the ones getting spankings because those were consequences from hanging out with the wrong people. And as they are getting older, I'm trying to help them navigate friendships. And as they even get older, I'm trying to prepare them for when they are allowed to date who to look for, who to hang around, and what kind of leaders they need to be for their friends and what kind of leaders they need to find for themselves so that they are led in the right um, direction. Um, I, I just know that there are good consequences and bad consequences for our choices. 
Um, I don't allow, my children have never seen horror movies and they like will admit that they've never snuck and seen them because they know the consequences. I've heard them. Uh, I don't know. We were talking, I don't know, in conversation with someone and the conversation came up about watching scary movies and they're like, we've not seen horror movies. We've not seen scary movies and probably the scariest. I, I, I don't even remember what the title was that they said. And when they mentioned it, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Wow. Sheltered life. And that's great. That is awesome. Because you know what? My kids do not suffer from nightmares. They don't suffer from night terrors or they don't suffer from, um, you know, fear of the darkness and fear of the evil world because they're not allowed. And you know what? I, we, we just don't go there. There are things that are controversial with, um, with Harry Potter and different books that, that people read and kids read. I'm sorry. I, we don't, I, this is where I come from. I don't have time to allow what the enemy's doing and casting spells. I don't have time to let that be my entertainment. I'm sorry. And maybe there are other people I know. It's like, oh, well, if just if my kids will read, then I will let them watch this or read this or whatever. I'm, we just don't like, that's not our entertainment. Um, I, I want them to learn based on the Bible. You know what? The Bible will teach us more about casting spells. Like when you read first Samuel and you get into that book and you see Saul and even Samuel, you see people coming back from the dead and talking to people and you see people looking for the prophets to tell their future and to tell their fortune. And you can see God's view on that. Um, it's very, very interesting, uh, and very, it's much more beneficial to learn it from God's word than it is from the entertainment industry. And they're not even Christians. And to my knowledge, they're not believers. Why, why am I going to train my kids up in that? You know what? We'll read are my kids first readers, other than teaching them how to read their first grade reader was literally, um, it's called the beginner's Bible, you know, and I'm not trying to like say, Ooh, yay, Rebecca, because she's all perfect. But I'm telling you, I raise my kids in the Lord because because I personally have danced with the devil too many years, too many days, and have faced too many consequences that spiraled me and took me down that I do not have time. I do not have the desire to even mess around with the enemy. I don't even want to look at him. I don't want to mess with him. If I'm going to look at him, it's going to be to defeat him with the word and the power of God's word. Um, I just, I just choose not to use his junk. Same thing with music. Same thing. We go through, we, we listen to the lyrics. I train my children how to hear these lyrics. I even know of Christian, um, uh, uh, recording artists that their lyrics, some of them will, even though they are Christian artists and they are, you know, kind of talking about life, but they are giving all of the ways to commit suicide. They are literally spitting out ways that you commit suicide. Like this person was saying like, Oh, I was down. I was low. I was depressed and I was ready to, and he's going through all of these ways that he wanted to end his life. And I'm like, you know what, when my child's going through hard times and depression and sadness, and you are here listing the ways that someone could take their life and you're putting ideas. I don't care whether you're a Christian artist or not. That's, that's junk. That's junk. 
because I don't need my child hearing these things, you know, and then even at the end, they're like, oh, but God saved me. Okay, well, that's great. But <laughs> you know what? We got to get on one side. Either we're going to be pro-life and live life and and spit out life-giving words that's going to empower, whether it's our youth, our young children, even myself. I'm 46 years old. I need to hear music and read stuff that's going to empower me and make me better and make me stronger rather than make me uh, spiral down. Um, there's going to be consequences with people we hang around. And God has a plan for each and every one of us. And the people that we choose to do life with, it's maybe it's not going to take you down this horrible, awful path of sin and destruction. But maybe the people you're hanging around with, they're just going to keep you right where you are. You're not going to get any better. You're not going to learn anything else from God's word. You're not going to learn what God says. You're not going to learn anything else of how to raise your children or how to be, you know, um, uh, submissive one to another, how to love, how to forgive, how to be kind, how to be generous. Yeah, we can learn the world's way of doing things, but how much more powerful when we can learn God's way of doing things. We can be around Christians all day long, but I was just reading a word um, this morning that says, you know, we can have a form of godliness, but we deny its power. I do not want to have a form of godliness. I want to be empowered. I want to make a difference. I want to be like David that kills a Goliath in order to save Israel, in order to get Israel all pumped up and like renewed with them having renewed faith and saying, you know what, if this little boy can do this, wow, if Rebecca can do this, then I want to do this too. I want to be victorious as well because where we go in our faith, it will resuscitate. It will We all cry out for revival. God, bring revival. Well, what if revival starts with us? Where God comes and revives us and we speak out our faith. We speak out our excitement and thrill for God's word. And that is what resuscitates the person next to us. That's what resuscitates our spouses and our children and our siblings and our, you know, our cousins, coworkers and whatever, because we start speaking God's word and we are victorious. And it encourages those around us to live better lives. You know, I am at a place right now. I, I, I don't want to be unkind. I don't want to be insensitive. I want to be loving, but I am at a place in my life where I don't care what people think. I don't care. Like there are people that I've had to cut out of my life and there are parts of my life. There are jobs that I have had to cut out of my life so that I can follow the Lord and get better and be sharpened. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not saying that, um, that I do everything right, but there are hard decisions that I have to make. And I just want to encourage you. Are there some hard decisions that you need to make? Are you trusting in yourself? Are you trusting in the people around you? Are you trusting in your reputation? Are you trusting in um, what people are going to say about you? Because that's where, that's what's going to keep you where you are. Whatever you are trusting in, you're either going to trust in the Lord or you're going to trust in yourself or you're going to trust in what people are saying about you. That's going to just keep you down and keep you um, ineffective. I mean, you're going to go one way or the other. You're going to, you're, you, you know, your life is going to, you're going to reap what you sow. 
You are going to reap what you sow. And if you are sowing and just diving into the word of God and planting that into your life and you are hanging around other people that are watering that and encouraging you and sowing into your life and just by watching them be men of strength and men of valor or women of strength and women of valor that are just warriors. When you hang around those people, you will become victorious as well. So I just want to encourage you, maybe your number one step is to actually come to Jesus and know him as your Lord and your personal savior. And I just want to encourage you, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ and just said, Jesus, I want you to be a part of my life. I accept you to save me from this world that has fallen. And one day this world will be destroyed again. In the Bible, we see that God destroyed the earth with a flood. And he said, I will never destroy the world by water ever again. But we read in Revelations, and it is very clear that it will be destroyed by fire. There will be an end to this earth and there will be destruction. But Jesus said, I am the truth and I am the way and I am here to save you. I've died for you. I want, I want you into the kingdom of God because God is going to create a new heaven and a new earth and he wants you in it and he wants you to reign powerful. It's not just a place that we go to just sit and worship God all day long. Yes, we're going to do that. We're going to worship him, but we are going to live life and we are going to be victorious. It says that we are going to reign with him. That is amazing to me. Like there's forever and ever and ever and ever all eternity. God still has things that he wants to do through us and accomplish through us. And I want to be a part of that. And while I am here on earth right now, I want to do everything I can so that others are going to believe in Jesus, that they are going to believe in the power of the resurrection, because the word says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive and it is inside of me. I don't want to just hide that power and pretend like it's not there. I want to unleash that power and allow God's light to shine through my clay vessel. There's nothing special about Rebecca. The only thing that's special about Rebecca is that God has created me. He has given me giftings. He is the one that's created me and put something inside of me to smile and to shine and to have joy. It all comes from the Lord. So I just want to encourage you, if you have not accepted um, him as your savior, come on into the kingdom of God. We welcome you in and get plugged in. Find a mentor, find a church, learn what the Bible says, start reading the Bible and uh, just get plugged in um, to uh, to know the plan that God has for your life. And it starts with salvation. And I just also want to encourage you, maybe you do know Jesus as your savior, but you are not living that victorious life. You know what? It's going to take a leap of faith. There is a boat that you are going to have to jump out of. I'm sorry, every single person has to. God is going to bring things in your life where you have to choose. You choose. I don't know what it is for you. I know for um, different people in the Bible, God will come and say, I want to do this victorious thing through you. And those people had to be willing, whether it was Moses, whether it was David, whether it was, you know, um, Gideon. There are so many people within the word that we see over and over and they had to be willing to follow, to follow Christ. Even the disciples, when Jesus came and spoke to them, they dropped what they were doing and they followed him. So what is the boat that you're in? Why are you afraid to get out? 
Are you trusting more in that boat than you are God? Because even if when you get out of that boat and you step onto the water, even if you fall and you sink, he is going to lift you back up. That's what happened to Peter when he walked on the water and then he started looking. He's, he was afraid and he fell in and Jesus picked him up and he brought him back to the boat and he started teaching him right where he was. So I just want to encourage you. What is it that God's asking you to do? Who is he asking you? You know what? I know we are supposed to love everybody, but these people are bad for you. This is a bad influence. The things you're watching, the things you're seeing, the things you're doing, it's not good for you. You're not reaping a harvest of the kingdom of the Lord. You're just settling for less. And I just want to encourage you, jump out of the boat. Go go with the Lord. There is a difference. People will say this, um, and I was tripped up on this for a long time just really tripped up because people will say, well, Jesus hung around the sinners. Jesus was a friend to sinners. Let me tell you something. Jesus, number one, abided in the father. He was one with the father and Jesus chose his community. He chose his disciples to hang around. He chose the people that he wanted to do life with and people that he could teach and they were willing. And those were his closest friends. That was his community. That's his community. And when he hung around the sinners, that was his mission. He was a missionary to the sinners. Okay. Those were not his inner circle. He has his inner circle and he's out on a mission to invite the sinners to be a part of his inner circle. So I just want to encourage you, don't think that you have to go all by yourself and be a light into this world. You need to lock arms with other believers and then let your light shine. Because I have done that so many times thinking, oh, I'm going to go into this dark place and be the light and be this, you know, show them Jesus. And all the while the enemy was bringing me down. The darkness was having an influence on me and I, my light was being dimmed. No, we need to go on mission and lock arms with other people and love the sinners. And yes, go out there and, you know, and, and help them see who Christ is through you. But that doesn't mean that you have to become like the world in order to do that. Okay. So this is a challenging message. It's a very challenging, challenging message because all of us have people in our lives that will, that will raise us up bring us to the next level. And if you don't have a mentor or someone that's bringing you to the next level, then you need to find somebody. Maybe start listening to podcasts right now. Today, you're going to go find some podcasts that you can listen to that's going to sharpen you and so that you can get rid of the junk and add to, um, you know, the value in your life and in your, in your mission of what God has for you. Okay, guys, that is wrapping it up for today. I hope you've been inspired. I hope you've been encouraged. Um, please, if you are enjoying this podcast, go and rate and review this podcast by doing so. It just helps the um, other people who are searching for a godly podcast, godly teachings. It helps that come up easier on their searches. So I would appreciate if you would like it and review it. Give me some stars. So, all right, guys, have an awesome day. And until next time, God bless.